0: Let us pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity to gather here freely on this Easter morning and worship you. And Lord, as we gather and think about this story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, whether new or familiar, may you speak into our hearts anew. Lord, may you speak in the ways that we need to hear. May my words be yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He is risen. what a wonderful celebration to be together on this Easter day, a great holiday to celebrate the good news of the resurrection, the gift of God for us, God's son dying on the cross so that we might have life so much to celebrate, a great day of family, of food, of church, hopefully a nap as well I'm all about the Easter nap But this is a day that is a reminder of God's love above all else. Today is a day that is a reminder of God's love. A reminder of God's free gift of grace to us. Free to us, very costly to Jesus. And so we come and we celebrate. We are a people of the resurrection. We are an Easter people. This is something worth celebrating. It means that we have new life in Jesus Christ. Not only is Easter the most powerful story in the history of the world, not only does it mean that we are saved from our sins, but it means that we are promised new life, not just once, not just on Easter, but over and over again. You see, I believe in the resurrection. I believe in new life. Easter is not just a good story, a nice story, another holiday, a reason to eat with family, that's good, a reason to nap, also good. It's not just one of those days to make an appearance at church, or one of those days to dress up or close our store, it's so much more. You see, Easter is real. Easter is real. Easter is powerful. Easter is historical. Easter is biblical. It's a gift. But most of all, Easter is personal. It's for us, for each and every one of us. Whether you've lived through more Easter's than you can count and heard the story more times than you count, or whether the story is new and fresh to you. You see, it's more than a story. It demands a response from us. What Jesus has done, the power and the gift of his death, the power of his resurrection, it demands a response from us. I believe in the resurrection. I believe in new life. The question I often ask myself on Easter, besides why am I getting up so early in the morning, is Easter, now what? Jesus is raised from the dead. Now what? Because there's more. The story doesn't end here. In a lot of ways, I think the story just beginning. The resurrection. Now what? I want to share a story uh, with you. A story that I think is fitting for Easter as we think about resurrection and new life. A a God story. A story of someone I've known. I, I can't remember how long. And their experience. He grew up in a small community, kind of like Garrett, a smaller area with what would be a relatively normal and happy life. Normal is relative, right? We all know that. But relatively normal, healthy, happy life. Married parents, a a good family. Not, certainly not wealthy, but certainly not poor. Was able to have what they needed. Got good grades. Didn't get into much trouble. But you see, There's always more to the story, isn't there? Because deep within this person were deep struggles, deep pain. We've all experienced struggle and pain in our life. And growing up for him, there was a lot of deep struggle and pain, as he describes. Pain of rejection. Pain of self-esteem challenges. Issues with self-worth, self-hatred. Feeling rejected, feeling lonely. Feeling as though that He could never fit in. There was never a place to belong. Yearning for acceptance, never having acceptance. And so he struggled, whether it was with friends or with weight or with attitude or with isolation. He struggled. So many struggles, so many challenges. But most of all, the challenges were on the inside. And the challenges were so rooted in just a, a lack of relationship, a, a loneliness, a, a need for acceptance, a, a need for a place to fit in. And so he would search and search, never being able to quite find that place, never quite being able to fit in. And then somewhere around his seventh grade year, he found a, a group of friends, older friends, high school kids, these friends that would finally accept him, would, would uh, let him be a part of their group. And he was thrilled, excited that he could find a place to belong. And so do whatever it takes to be a part of this group. And even though they were sometimes mean to him, picked on him, they they accepted him, they welcomed him in. And so he readily engaged in all sorts of stuff with them. And they weren't choices that were good choices. It started small with a little lying here and a little stealing there. Some smoking. Then, you know, middle of seventh grade year turned to partying regularly with these high school kids, some, some alcohol. The stealing increased, the risky behavior increased, more and more drinking, more and more challenges, more and more potentially criminal behavior. And none of it seemed to work. He had the acceptance of the group, he finally had the friends but the, the inside was still struggling, the pain was still there, it hadn't worked, it hadn't solved the problem, it hadn't numbed the pain. And so he continued to struggle with self-hatred and continued to struggle with self-worth, with suicide, with all these other challenges as the behavior got worse and worse. Soon he was into drugs and by the freshman year of high school he was selling drugs in this community. You understand, living in a small community, these things are known, not to his parents, but these things are known and so this reputation had built and the pain didn't go away. Maybe there was some fun here and there, there was some numbing here and there, but he talks about the pain seemed just as deep. Maybe it was a little bit different, but it was still there. It was still hard. It was still painful. There was still rejection. It didn't work. Now, having a reputation in a small community that people were of, there were folks in the high school that would stay away, folks that would get in trouble with him, and there were folks that would try and fix him. There were these Girls that would always try and invite him to their youth group and say, come to youth group, as if they didn't understand that these two things were incompatible. That his behavior and issues didn't go with God and the church and youth group. But he was a high school boy, and they were high school girls. And so eventually, he gave in and he said, this God thing is not for me, but I can go. I can sit in the back and not say anything and and put up with it and pretend to have a good time, and then these girls will like me. High school boy, right? You've been one, you've known one, you've had one, okay. We all try to forget, with good reason, repressed memory, And he started going to these meetings, and he sort of enjoyed himself, but he kept a distance. He didn't really listen much during the God thing, because that wasn't for him. God didn't matter. God could not possibly love him. God could not want anything to do with him, certainly with his behaviors. And he didn't want to lose those friends. But then he started to hear about this summer camp deal and he thought, I've always wanted to go to camp, but I'm not so sure I want to go to a God camp. You might be like a cult, they might trap me there and keep me there and brainwash me and never bring me back. But it was those cute girls asking over and over again, high school boy. And so finally he gave in, and he went to camp, and he was ready to put up with the God stuff, ready to put on the good face and have fun, because at camp there would certainly be even more high school girls. And so he went to camp. But something happened. Something happened as he heard this gospel message, this Easter message, this message of this Jesus who wasn't so bad, this message of Jesus who loved and accepted him, this message of Jesus who died on the cross for his sins, this Jesus that loved him enough to do that, this this God of the universe who accepted and loved him without condition, wanted to be in relationship with him. He started to hear that story and something, a light bulb turned on. Maybe you've had those moments in your life, whether a big one like this or little ones or medium ones along the way. And he realized that this was the very thing he'd been looking for all along. This unconditional love and acceptance, this place to belong, this Jesus And he couldn't help but want it. He couldn't help but respond. You see, Easter demands out of us a response. And so he just couldn't help it. He fell in love with this same Jesus who already loved him in spite of it all. And so one moment, during that week, he decided that he wanted this. He wanted this new life that Jesus promised. He wanted this Jesus. He wanted to be in relationship with this God that loved him no matter what. And so he embraced it. And going home, I think, as he would say, he hoped for a much better life, but it was hard. It took a while to figure out how to follow this Jesus, and we're all still figuring it out, right? It took a while to figure out how to follow this Jesus. And the things that had mattered most, the things that were stable, like family and even these friends and some other things, they all of a sudden started to fall apart. The things that were still and had been good all along fell apart around him. It was a time of deep suffering that we experienced suffering. And these friends of his, this only group of people he had, they didn't really uh, embrace this new thing to say. It really wasn't a fit. And old habits, we all know how habits die slow and hard. They form awfully quick, right? And it took time. But with the help of others, he persisted over and over again, seeking to follow this Jesus, seeking to figure it out, to find this new life. He fell so in love with Jesus, he started telling other people about Jesus, those that would listen and those that wouldn't. Those that knew his reputation, which was everybody, right? Small town. Those that didn't like him and stayed away from him. Those that he'd even done business with. Started to minister to those folks. Started to reach out to those folks. And to this day, continues to seek to follow Jesus with all that he has. You see, I believe in the resurrection. I believe in new life. I believe it because of the scriptures. I believe it because of the evidence. I believe it because of Jesus. I believe it because I have seen people transformed over and over again. In little ways, in big ways, in everything in between. People who knew nothing about God. People who grew up in the church and knew a lot about God. People who thought they knew a lot about God but didn't. I've seen this transformation. I believe in the resurrection. I believe in new life. Easter is not just a story. It is not just a story. Easter is an invitation and a promise. It's an invitation to be in relationship with the God of the universe, who loves and accepts us no matter what, without condition, a free gift. It's also a promise. It's a promise of new life. Not just once, no matter what the circumstances, but new life over and over again. If you've been following Jesus for 50 years, you can have new life in Jesus every day. And we all have something in our lives that we would love to be new. I believe in the resurrection. I believe in new life. Partially because of this story. I think it's a good story. It's God's story. But really, the real reason I believe in resurrection and new life is because this is my story. I've experienced that transformation in Jesus. I've encountered the Christ who made and continues to make all things new. We all can have that new relationship with Jesus, that deeper relationship with Jesus. I don't know where I would be had that not happened. I can't begin to imagine where I would be had that not happened. It's funny, though, how people react to that when they find out what I do for a living, especially those that have known me in my past. Recently, when I randomly ended up on national television on the Super Bowl, 82,000 people, and there's my face. All of a sudden, all these people from my past start coming out of the woodwork because they see me on TV. And they find out what they do. You can imagine their response. Some of it is not church-worthy, in fact. But that's Jesus. Jesus is full of surprises. Jesus doesn't stop pursuing us. Jesus doesn't stop loving us. That's the great news of Easter. That's the great news of the resurrection. Jesus conquered death so that we can have life. And you're never going to convince me otherwise. And my hope for everyone, no matter how long or what kind of view or relationship they have with Jesus, is that they can experience that transformation over and over again. Resurrection, now what? We look at this verse in Luke. It gives us a picture of what's next. Then Jesus said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. You see, following Jesus is a choice. Trusting and believing in Jesus is a choice, and it's not a one-time choice, folks. And there's more to it. It says, must. It's not a suggestion. Deny ourselves. Let go of our needs. Let go of our selfish ambition. Let go of those things that are not of God. Let go of those things that make us comfortable. And it says, and take up our cross. Embrace the suffering that life brings. Know that Jesus is with us in the midst of the suffering. Truth be told, I don't know that I would ever go back to those middle school and high school days. But I don't regret it for one second because God redeemed it. God made it new. God wrote a better story. But better yet, it says take up our crust. But the next word I think is the hardest word in the verse daily. That this following Jesus is a daily deal, it's a daily choice. Some days are easier than others. I promise. And follow me. Follow this Jesus. Follow this Jesus who conquered sin and death, who rose, not just for a good story, not just for a ticket to heaven, but that we could have new life over and over again. And truth be told, that's all. That's what we all want. That's what we all need, no matter how good, bad, or indifferent life might be. That's the power of Easter. We are called to follow this Jesus who died for us. We are called to embrace and celebrate this power of Easter. I believe in the resurrection, and I believe in new life. Not just today, but every day not just for me, but for everyone, not just for people in the church, not just for people who really believe or who it's easy, everyone. Jesus died for everyone. And if it was just me, Jesus still would have died. That blows my mind. We can have a relationship with this Jesus. We can have a relationship with the God of the universe. The one who saved us all. The one who loves us. The only one who loves us without condition, without fail, without fault, in spite of it all. The one who wants to love us, wants to change us, wants to transform us, and wants to make our life new. Because he is risen, We can embrace new life. And I'm telling you, in my short little tiny existence so far, I've seen it over and over again. In the expected ways and unexpected ways. Certainly in my own life. I still laugh when I look back at it. Others really laugh when they look back at it. Like the town police officer. But this is the Jesus we follow. This is the Jesus we celebrate today. The one who can make all things new. Embrace that love. Embrace that grace. Celebrate the resurrection. Grab a hold of this new life that Jesus has for each and every one of us. Let's pray. God, we thank you for Easter and the Easter story, for the story that you have written in our lives and continue to write in our lives, for the way that resurrection, the death and resurrection of Jesus, not only saves us, but offers us the gift of relationship with Jesus, offers us the gift of new life, no matter what our past, present, no matter the circumstances, and we thank you, God, that you are with us, that you will continue to love us unconditionally as you have in the past, as you do in this moment, and as you will in the future. Help us to celebrate and embrace that gift. It's in the name of that same Jesus we pray. Amen.